Prescribed burns are a useful, albeit risky, tool against the increasing danger of wildfires in the western United States. But in the country that gave us Smokey the Bear, how do you convince the public that more frequent fires are the way to go? One way? Data. In 2011, Santa Fe National Forest in New Mexico experienced what was, at the time, the largest wildfire in state history, the Los Conchas Fire. Its initial rate of spread, it burned like 40,000 acres overnight. It was burning an acre a second for about 14 hours straight. That's Jonathan Coop, a professor at Western State Colorado University in Gunnison. Like any forestry expert living in the western United States in the past century, he pays close attention to how land managers deal with wildfire. We're concerned about changing fire regimes across the western U.S. and globally and what the implications are on our forested systems. One of the greatest challenges with using fire as a tool uh, on the landscape is um, a public aversion to it. That's Ryan Walker, a graduate student at Western State and the lead author of a study published in the journal Ecosphere, co-authored by Coop and researchers from the U.S. Forest Service and the National Park Service. This study really complements research that's been going on for probably the past two decades that have recognized this effect of, of our policy of fire suppression. Within the more than 150,000 acres that burned in the Lost Conscious Fire were pockets that had seen either man-made or naturally occurring fires, or in some cases both. They wanted to know if those pockets had recovered more successfully. They combined satellite imagery with data collected in the field. Their findings may not surprise you. Here's Jonathan Coop. Places that had had the most fire in the past were the most likely to have forests still persisting through this really big fire that came through. It was really extreme. This isn't exactly a new idea in the field of wildfire management. Long gone are the days since the Forest Service were issued a now infamous directive to have all wildfires extinguished by 10 a.m. the next day. But the residual effects of those policies remain. The recognition is there, but the, the culture of fire suppression is so ingrained that we're still not letting fires burn as they should, as they, as they normally would have. Again, here's lead author Ryan Walker. We were building on that understanding that fire is a necessary process, and when you remove that process, we, we wind up with adverse conditions that can lead to a catastrophic event. We knew that there was some nuance there that could be teased apart, and that nuance was this succession of, of treatments, applications, prescribed fire, managed fire. There are all of these recommendations that these things should be used. It's really challenging to go for, for land managers to go out there and just start applying fire everywhere because, first of all, there's houses out there, and people are scared. Well, what happens if that fire gets away and comes down and burns the community? And that happens sometimes. You know, it's risk, it's, there are risks. Hundreds of homes, thousands of acres, gone up in smoke. Just watch them burn one by one. It wasn't supposed to happen this way. This fire was deliberately... That's Dateline NBC's coverage of the Cerro Grande fire in 2000. It was a prescribed burn that jumped the fire lines. 400 homes were destroyed. The U.S. government estimated total damages at a billion dollars. Eleven years later, the Los Conchas fire dwarfed what had been the state's largest by more than 60,000 acres. 
However, it was mostly wildland areas that were affected, with a comparatively small number of homes destroyed. Some other researchers went back, and they determined that if it hadn't been for that Cerro Grande fire, Las Conchas fire would have gone in and probably just wiped out most of that town. But because of that Cerro Grande fire, which is huge, like really traumatic incident, going out there, putting this prescribed fire out there to try and do ecological benefit and unintentionally having this huge adverse consequence, but that put a huge fuel break between, you know, the mountains and the town that probably saved the town. That's likely a difficult message for those who lost their homes in the Cerro Grande fire. It's not the sort of thing that researchers like Walker and Coop typically get into. In their eyes, their job is to keep information coming in order to hone the best practices in the field. Reporting for Western Slope Resources Reporting, I'm Christopher Biddle. This story is part of Western Slope Resources Reporting, a collaboration between KBUT, KSJD, and three other radio stations in rural Colorado, made possible with support from the Gates Family Foundation.